Hello and welcome back to the Pure Nintendo podcast. I am Gemma and with me is my excellent friend and host, Roger. Welcome back, Roger. Wow, thank you. Thanks for the nice compliment. <laughs> oh, that's okay. It, am I an excellent friend or excellent host or both? Well, wow. I'd say both. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Come on. What are we up to now? This is like our 18th show together. Is it? I don't yeah. know. I lost track of, of count. I don't I know. Keep, I keep count. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not creepy at all. <laughs> <laughs> because I literally have a list of in a, in a document of the shows and what we talk about. And so every week it's just I add a, add a, add a number to it. So <laughs> oh, Okay. Yeah. It's funny because when I produce the shows, all I'm looking at is the date that, that it comes out on. True, That's what I'm looking true. at. <laughs> yes, I have seen your filing system and it confuses me because you do the dates backwards to me. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean normal? You mean normal. No. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it has become more normal to me since uh, since we've talked about it because, yeah, I see the logic in it now, whereas before mm. I was like, it's just backwards. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah, but month, date, year makes more sense, right? Well, yeah, it, it kind of does. I can Instead see. Date, month, well, actually, I can see why you do date, month, year, because right? it's going small, medium, largest. Yeah, it both could make sense. It's just, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when you're describing like, hey, when are we going to hang out? Do you say the 5th of December or do you say December 5th? The 5th of December? Okay. Okay, yeah. not me, but okay. Yeah, like when is Christmas, Gemma? What date is Christmas on? But now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. December twenty fifth, I guess. <laughs> okay. See, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Problem solved. We just solved that. Next. Mm-hmm. Next. Right. World Done. hunger. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, I, well, I, I do have a problem that I don't know if you okay. can solve. Uh, oh. So every week we do an Amiibo update. Oh, yeah. As, as you are well aware and yeah. also would be aware. I don't have a new Amiibo this week. Uh-oh, this is two weeks like in a row now, team. right? Is well, did we do one last week? I don't no. think you had one last week. <gasps> no, but I had ordered something and it has arrived. It's just oh, not it Amiibo. It's not Amiibo per se, but they are oh, Amiibo, right. Amiibo cards. The cards. So yeah. I have the cards in my hand. And, okay. Uh, I, I'm actually pretty impressed. They're pretty cool. They're pretty. They look really nice. There's there's one that so you get a you get three in a pack. This is yeah. Animal Crossing Amiibo cards, by the way. And just to be kind of on the cutting edge, I chose season five, which is the latest season. <laughs> is and that the one with um? Sorry, is that the one with uh like Hello Kitty on the cover? No, but that I did see them as well, and I'm probably yeah. going to try that because I'm intrigued to know what that is. But I saw that yeah, the other day, actually. <laughs> we got those. That? We got those too. But I don't. I mean, I got a couple. Of, I got a couple packs of those uh-huh. um, for my wife, and what's in them? Just amiibo cards. But like, <laughs> I was expecting like Hello Kitty, right? No Hello Kitty. No. Oh. Yeah. That's disappointing. She's just yeah. on the front, just on the, the plastic packet that goes. Yeah, in the, but then the I'm like, why are they even? Yeah, why? I don't know. That doesn't weird. make any sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean that. No, I don't know I, about series five then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not the Hello Kitty series, which the okay. Hello Kitty ones are more expensive, actually, at least here. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. So you get three cards in a pack. One seems to be a special glittery card, whereas the other two are kind of more regular cards. I got a few. I got like Isabel. Um, I don't know if you know any of those other people. They're pretty random. Ace, the I don't know what he is. <laughs> <A bird. laughs> Judy, uh, Rio. I got I got a few. So we've got a few okay. cards. It's and they're 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 neat and I like them. But I don't know if I'm going to keep collecting those or I might just go back to Amiibo because they are the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the cards are cool. Like, but yeah, they're. I, just, I, th- <laughs> I I I feel like they were better used in the 3ds game probably yeah i mean i haven't tried them in animal crossing i want to have my photo party which i think is what happens right you have a photo party and you invite invite the animals i think so (laughs) So i'll probably try that and see what happens and then i'll be like i won't ever do that again so yeah (laughs) yeah but you know they do look nice yeah they're cool and they're probably going to be worth some money. That's what I've been told is like, hold Ooh, on to them. True. True. Especially the sparkly so, Isabel. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if anything, they're worth money. Okay. Well, so are Amiibo, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So nice. So it's not a complete waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't get the Splatoon Amiibos yet, huh? Oh, no, I need to do that. Maybe this week. In fact, yes, yeah. this week, because uh, I need to go to the city to get them and I should be doing that this week. So fingers crossed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hopefully they still have it. They haven't sold it, like given it away because it's like been a few weeks now. Since, yeah, like, they're probably just yeah. like, well, she is not here for them. Let's just yeah. give them to somebody else. Hey, you, do you want some Amiibos? Here you yeah. go. Throw they're them. already paid for. <laughs> yeah. They're yours. <laughs> They're yours. They probably would make them pay again. I think that's how big, probably. big corporations that's were. True. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And then when you go in and say, oh, I'm sorry, you weren't here for them. So we give them, what well, can I get a refund? Oh, I'm sorry that, that the other person bought them. So <laughs> what do you mean they bought them? So did I. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you 50 cents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the going rate, isn't it? <laughs> that's the going rate for everything. Uh. Well, I guess we'll have to see what next week holds. Yeah. And then also speaking of next week, I have, mm-hmm. uh, we have a jam-packed show this week. Like, we should say that. So we, we have uh, Jill Grote from the Indian Former, former on the show here. Uh, we'll bring her on the show here in just a moment. Um, and we're going to be talking about indie games, uh, the best mm-hmm. indie games on the Switch for 2022. Um, but... But because of the jam packed show, like we're going to talk about our reactions to the super Mario brothers trailer. And we both got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that all next week. Mm -hmm. Um, But because, because we, because this is, this is such a great conversation with Jill and you and I, like um, we wanted to give that uh, as much time as possible so yeah we'll definitely that stuff to next week and it's so. that time of year it's game of the year time yeah. it's the season so yeah you know, and there's so many great games to talk about so yeah yeah and not only you know game of the year but like there's a lot of gems in the, what we talk about so this mm-hmm. will be like if you're looking for a perfect gift for the you know the person in your life that loves nintendo um but they have every game out there there's gonna be some hidden gems in here that i think that uh, you know, get them an eShop card and suggest a couple of the games that we'll be mm-hmm. talking about here. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So with that, why don't we take a break, a quick break here. And then when we come back, we'll bring Jill onto the show. and We'll talk about our top five indie games. Sounds great. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the show. This week we have a very special guest. We have Jill Grote on the on the on the show with us. I almost said on the line with us. I know. I loved that. <laughs> I would have just gone with it. Yeah, let it go. She's calling in. Yeah. Raising my hand. <laughs> yeah, raising your hand. Uh, she is from the Indian Former. Jill, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, You know, I was told before we went that this was going to be very serious and professional, and I'm already uh, throwing things off. So I'm (laughs) glad I could be here. (laughs) We're we're quite adept at throwing our own things off. That's okay. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Like, yeah, you you know, here's the thing. Like, there's a lot of side quests on this podcast, so Mm -hmm. that happens quite often. And that's okay. Uh, last, Last episode, we talked about Universal Studios for, like, pretty much the whole episode which... <laughs> seems like a good use of time yeah hmm. it was yeah uh but jill thank you so much for joining us we wanted to talk about uh the best nindy games uh in 2022 since it's the end of the year and i thought who's a better person to talk about the best nindy games than jill so that's, yeah before Hopefully. we <laughs> 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 no uh Definitely. So anyway, before we get into that, uh, why don't you tell us about yourself? Yeah. Um, so I, long story as short as possible, I started out life not thinking video games was a career one could have and started in a whole nother career. And then about 10 years later, decided to completely switch and I became an intern for Game Informer magazine um, in 2018. And then was a freelancer for a while, writing about games, learning kind of the craft, because before that I'd never actually written about games before. Um, and then I landed my dream job uh, in 2021 uh, at Game Informer as a uh, associate editor. And the entire time I was there, I was attempting <laughs> to just write about indies, um, <laughs> which can be tough because, you know, you are mm-hmm. supposed to like, talk about the big games and everything but I'll, every time I would meet with my team I'd be like okay like I know what you're gonna say but there's this indie um, <laughs> but no they were all very gracious about that and let me do basically what I wanted but then Game Former ran into a second round of layoffs and it broke my heart and I decided to leave on my own and still love the team still love everybody there but I branched off and started the Indian Informer, which from its name, you might guess, does draw a lot of love and <laughs> respect from my time at Game Informer. And the the name is actually a nickname I was given fairly late in my time with them uh, because I just loved covering indie so much. So the, the Indian Informer, my new website, is an homage to to that and my roots and to the people I worked with and, and my love of indies and hopefully sharing, you know, today we're going to be sharing the best of 2022, but just sharing anything that uh, anybody's worked on that's put passion into and hopefully connecting people with things they might not have found otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm, that's what I love uh, about the indie scene is 
Uh, there's a lot of games that I don't think a AAA studio would even attempt, right? Yes. And um, and we just get some really cool, unique experiences that that we wouldn't have without the indie scene. So I, I appreciate uh, all the work that you do on the Indie Informer. Uh, I love reading your stuff, and I learned about so many different games. And, uh, and I appreciate the fact that you're on the show. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so let's, uh, let's jump right in then and talk about our top five Nindy games. Now I'm going to be talking about only the games that I played. So I know there's a lot of like really good Nindy games out there that I haven't had a chance to play. Um, but so that's, that's what I'm going to be focusing on. Um, but we'll start with you, Jill. We'll just go around the table, I guess, this virtual table that we have. <laughs> and uh, we'll start with our number five and talk about what our number five game is and then work our way to number one. Uh, so, Jill, what's your number five game on your list? Okay, so I'm going to start out number five, and it's cheating. 100% cheating. <laughs> <laughs> but just came to uh, the Switch. It is Inscription. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not cheating. That's it's, amazing. It's amazing <laughs> that it's come to the Switch. I'm so excited. Yes. I played this game when it originally released last year on PC. It grabbed me in a way I was not expecting because on its face, it looks like a sort of strategy card game type thing. Uh, and even within that, it's got this really cool kind of D&D style gameplay and there's mystery going on and some light puzzles and you you're in the middle you're in the middle of the woods in a cabin with some wild-eyed uh opponent who's got you like chained to the table so you don't really have any uh, ability to leave um <laughs> but then you get through this game and you start to realize things are not exactly what they seem and then things really go off the rails and things happen that you are just completely not expecting to happen. It's one of the biggest like reversal games that I've played in recent memory mm. and it's so worth it. And it's, it's so hard to talk about because you can't talk about what happens because that would completely like <laughs> take away the amazing moments of mm -hmm. the game. But it, it is so fantastic. If you haven't had a chance to play it, and you own a Switch, and that's why you're listening to this episode. Uh, pick up Inscription; it's great. Yeah, that's on my that's on my wish list for that sure. Because definitely I've sounds really like a Roger things. game. Yes, yeah, it does. Because it's a card. It's a card builder, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Which I'm still yet to get into yes them properly. No. <laughs> so, Gemma, 100 percent right. with you. I'm not a card person. Mm -hmm. Play this game because it's not really a card game. Ooh, okay. Yeah, but you know why <laughs> it may not be my game? Because it's scary. Ooh. Okay. See, I like not scary. Not scary, but kind of eerie. I think, Roger, okay. you're going to okay. be okay with this one. Okay. Okay. Because cool. okay. <laughs> I don't play scary games. Yeah, <laughs> it's not scary in that in that sense. It's much more on the unsettling, eerie side. Mm -hmm. No, like, okay. jump scares or okay. monsters <laughs> or anything like that. Do you, okay. do, you do you do unsettling, Roger? <laughs> Do I do what? Unsettling. You don't do scary. Unsettling? You do unsettling. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I would do unsettling. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I play Luigi's Mansion, so, right? That's kind of. Yeah. yeah. I think people liken yeah. those two games often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that's a that's a good game to start with. Uh, I that just came out too, right? Didn't come out yesterday. Right? Yeah, it was something very very like early December. So yeah. it was either yesterday or yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was the first of December. So yeah, it was yesterday, I think. Yeah, well, I should preface this. By the time people listen to this episode, uh, it won't be yesterday anymore. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they won't have any time. excuse. They will have had to have picked it up already. That's right. That's right. Uh, good kickoff game. Gemma, I'll let you go next. What is your number Thanks. five? Well, in true classic Gemma fashion, I find it very hard to choose anything. So... <laughs> um, but again, like you, these are these are games that I've obviously played, uh, most of them reviewed, because they're the ones I'm usually exposed to. But I'll start with one which, Roger, I have talked to you about this before, but it's Gerda, A Flame in Winter. Oh, yeah. Which is from, a, I think, maybe three months ago, I want to say. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a point-and-click kind of visual novel-style game set in World War II-era um, Europe and... It wasn't a game I was particularly interested in playing, but it really hooked me in. It's very, it's a little dark. I mean, we're talking, you know, the end of the war kind of time. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously it talks about Nazi Germany and there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, intrigue and, and spy elements to it as well. You, you play the role of a, of a young woman uh, recently married who's kind of, she's, she's half German so she has one foot on, in that camp and she has to kind of appeal to that side. But then she's also not living in Germany. She's living in a country just outside Germany. And, yeah, there's kind of rebel activity happening and she's kind of caught up in the whole spy sort of scenario. And it was just really interesting. And um, I got really, yeah, I really got into it and I was very, it was a touching sort of game as well. Hmm. Yeah. And it just had that really... It, a little melancholic kind of feel, but and and the and the kind of the graphics portrayed that really well. It's, it was kind of winter, so it was very snowy and dark, and you know, kind of that European nineteen forties. What you would think you would expect to feel in that era, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was one that I that really surprised me this year, and I would recommend if you're a fan of yeah point and click kind of visual novel style games, definitely worth looking up looking into especially if you're a historic like a historical kind of if you like that era um absolutely it's it's very if i mean i'm not a historian so i don't know how accurate it is it's not like it talks about the end of the war and how hitler died or anything like that but it's it seems to fit into the story it's like it's almost like how i don't know andor is like now a bit of a Mm. prequel to a star wars movie and it we don't know at the time if that's what they had envisaged but this fits very well into that kind of um real life narrative like it could very well have taken place without actually being considered a true story so yeah Yeah. really good yeah that's cool and i think i remember you saying like you could select like right it was like um there's different endings in the game, right? Yeah, so like yeah different pathways. Triv- you can choose yeah. who to help. Mm-hmm. You can choose what to do with the objects you find. You find like penicillin, for example, and you can choose to whom you actually give that to. You can give it to a soldier and they might help you with something. They might betray the Gestapo or whatever. Or you could give it to a friend in need or a rebel. Um, there's a little family that you come across who needs help. They're kind of lost in the woods in a little cabin. They're sort of refugees. So you can help them out. It's really, it's, it makes you think because, yeah, you do have to make these kind of tough choices at times. 
Um, mm. Yeah, so it's engaging and thought-provoking as well. Wow. So a more serious game, but yes, quite enjoyable yeah. if you're into that. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I feel pressure now for yeah, my list. It's not <laughs> a lot of lighthearted uh, picks so far. No, I think. <laughs> Save well, us, Roger. <laughs> yeah, it just it just stood out as a game that. Well, it stood out, right? So right, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think all of mine are uh, quite that dark. Okay, all of good. mine are. <laughs> all of mine are painted black. Darkness is my friend. We said it was a serious podcast, so I know it's I true. went serious. That is true. I went That's with true. You had two lists. It was either the haha funny funny list or the serious list. And... <laughs> yep, those are my two uh, <laughs> modes of operandi. It really doesn't get more serious than World War Two era of Europe. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Uh, all right. Well, for my number five, I picked a a little known game. Uh, I'm a big fan of arcade games because of how old I am. I mean, I grew up with arcades, so. Um, there was a game that came out this year that I absolutely adore, and it's called Galacticon. Hmm. And uh, have either of you heard of this game? No, I don't think so. So you are uh, a bug-like... Well, I mean, so you're supposed <laughs> to be like this... <laughs> it looks like a bug-like creature, but it's all like retro graphics. But you are like this robotic character that's supposed to save these aliens from humanity so humans are enslaving all these aliens and they the council of there's a story behind it it's kind of cool mm-hmm. uh the council of intergalactic whatever decides that they're gonna uh unleash this galacticon which is a which is a robot to save to save these aliens um and then basically it's it's a it's a platform i mean it's like um it's like it looks like joust uh so it's like platforms where you have to jump around and save the different aliens um as they go by you have to avoid being shot at by the enemies and you have to take them into different safe zones but the aliens don't all get along so like the red aliens will not get along with the blue aliens uh the the tan aliens will get along with any uh grouping so you have to group them in groups of four and if you get all four of the same color in a grouping, you get extra bonus points. Uh, and then once you get all the aliens in the safe zones, then you fly to the bonus stage. Uh, and in this bonus stage, if you do different uh, things in each bonus stage, you will unlock a special power-up bonus uh, that gives you extra points. Uh, and then you go to your ship, and then you just go to the next level, next level. And there's boss fights in this game. And boy, I think it was like four ninety nine. And it does seem to be $4.99 right now. I looked it up. Okay. It looked right. very 80s, by the way, Roger. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's what I love about it. And the music is so good. It's like all like very retro. Uh, but the thing is, it 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 looks retro, but it plays like a modern mm-hmm. like arcade game. And I love that about this game. So yeah, it's uh that's number five for me, Galacticon. And even starts off when you start off the game, it goes Galacticon. It's it's (laughs) so great. It's so great. So awesome. Uh, Jill, what's your number four? Uh, Number four. I am going to give it to A Little to the Left. Oh, Oh, another game on my list. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Check this out when you get the chance. It is a a puzzle game, uh, but it's a really relaxed kind of zen 
Mm. puzzle game that the, the basic premise is you are encountering a bunch of sort of situations in which you need to set things straight yeah <laughs> like organize it's like an organizing game so if you're the kind of person like me who just gets that great feeling when you like <laughs> take uh the film off of a piece of technology that you've just got and it feels so good um this game might be for you, you know, because mm. it, it it stems from things like you are presented with a bunch of colored pencils strewn about the place and mm. you can put them, you know, from tallest to shortest and everything looks wonderful and in place and you get a little like ding and star for getting it correct um, <laughs> to things like you have an entire workshop that you need to put into place and everything needs to have its exact like right feeling to like continue on but it doesn't have every puzzle doesn't have one solution so Mm. like with the colored pencils you could either put them in height order or maybe go in and put it in order of the color of the rainbow and you get it that way and you Ah. can be really yeah so you can like be creative with how it best feels for you to do stuff um and then i love that they kind of threw in here i wasn't expecting a a sign a kind of narrative that's happening like you have a cat uh, <laughs> because cats are always great addition to any game um, <laughs> yeah and it's especially this out, cat <laughs> yes 100 percent um it starts out being kind of a, an antagonist because you'll start to like you know, things in order and then it'll come up and swipe things. Um, but it, the game kind of changes your relationship with it. And in the end, you are trying to save its life while it's att- attempting oh. to get the moon. <laughs> oh. And it has no idea. <laughs> okay. You know, like a cat, you know, it's just trying to go after it. It has no idea its life is in imminent danger. <laughs> and your your powers of organization are the only thing standing between it wow. and certain demise. Wow. You know? Wow. Very fun. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I would feel bad for the cat because I am not well organized and that, uh, that poor cat. Yeah. That poor cat. Uh, but that sounds cool. I, I heard good things about this one, too. Mm-hmm. This one is definitely on my list. Yeah, I um, just picked this one up, actually. Oh, it, you did? Yeah, it was kind of uh, a little bit lucky, actually, Roger, because we, we yeah, I was meant to review it, but somebody else in the team already reviewed it. So I just ended up with a copy that I don't have to review. I get to just play. So oh, I got, I got lucky. Wow. Yeah. So um, I literally was just playing it this morning and... It's, yeah, I because I had watched the trailer previously and like you said, Jill, um, it's it's based on real life. Like in the trailer, it's like the developers show their actual house and then show the game based on the house, like a drawer full of screws or something that you have to or- organise or a bookshelf mm-hmm. or paintings or whatever. It's it's so imagined. Like it's, it's just really, really well done. And I've only played mm. a little bit, but I had the cat and the cat's paw comes in and like messes up what you've done. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. Mm. Yeah, and if you, I'm still if you, stuck on, yeah, the moon. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was stuck <laughs> on how you got this free game. How did that happen? Wow. Uh, we must wow. have got to. We just accidentally got. Yeah, sometimes, Roger, you know, it happens, and <laughs> yeah. you know what I, I just do really like about myself. this game? Yes, 
Yeah. Uh, what I do really like about the game too is that keeping with the kind of like zen laid back sort mm-hmm. of feeling of it like if at any point there were several times when I completed a puzzle to my mind it was complete but for some reason the game didn't either didn't register or they were looking for like a different answer you mm. can go in and say okay I'm done with this and it'll just send you to the next puzzle oh mm-hmm. interesting yeah. so you never have to like get stuck or get frustrated uh mm-hmm. cleaning things up it's like no i feel like i got to where i needed to for this one time to move on yeah nice. and it gives you a hint as well if you want if you want a hint and yeah. i think also jill does it have like a daily puzzle yes. or something yeah. yeah so you can keep coming back and play even when you're done with the whole game there's always a new daily puzzle that you can go in and mm. play so you can keep playing it throughout the year yeah it's brilliant it's like the wordle of organizational games. Yes. <laughs> so satisfying. It is. And I'm like you. Nice. I, I do like to organize things. If yeah. you looked at my house, you wouldn't think I do. But that's because I have two little, <laughs> two little kids. But I do actually like to organize things. So for me, it's very satisfying to just straighten up a bunch of paintings on the wall. Because like, if mm-hmm. I walk past a painting that was not straight, it would just bug me. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, a little OCD. That's my excuse. That's that's my excuse too. I have three kids. That's why my mm-hmm. house is not organized. Mm-hmm. I have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good pick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really good. That was on my short list, but I wasn't. It was. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it because I haven't played it a lot. But I did think it was a good game. But I have many to choose from, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Nice. But my next one, if if it's my turn, yeah, 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 yeah is it's your turn, yeah. Um, a game called Card Shark. Yeah. Which, okay. Yeah, this was another random game that I found much more interesting than I anticipated, and it's set in like 18th century France, and you're this I don't know young kind of person who falls in with this crowd of um, I don't know kind of magicians slash. Uh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Almost like the pickpocket type. Charlatans? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They're scam artists, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scam artists. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's all about playing card games to to rob from the rich and give to the poor. So it kind of has that high ground, high <laughs> sort of moral side to it. Um, and essentially <laughs> you learn tricks of of card of card heists, I guess. Um, like poker essentially and you learn how to shuffle the cards and then you have to kind of because you don't you don't really play the cards you're kind of the helper so you'll pour the wine for your kind of boss and while you're pouring it you kind of glance at your opponent's cards and then you kind of there's a little trick where you can show your boss the cards that he has like how many high cards he has or how many low cards he has and he uses that information to win the game and you can Mm -hmm. choose how much to bet and then you can win or lose and obviously the more you win the better it is and you travel from town to town and scam all these you know snobby rich type people <laughs> which is quite satisfying um yeah and it's just another game that just took me by surprise because I did not expect to like it at all and it right. it was just really fun and there's there's more than card games too actually there's uh head like coin toss you can you can learn how to cheat at coin toss <laughs> and other <laughs> and it and is other- just a beautiful beautiful game too yeah yeah it's got this kind of painterly style Mm -hmm. to it that's Mm -hmm. just so lovely to look at yeah yeah it looks really stunning it's kind of it's almost like 
it's almost like an 18th century French painting come to life, really. Mm-hmm. They've used that kind of art style, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's it's really well done. It was a, a highlight for me this year. Just a very yeah. different game. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm glad that you brought that one up because I was going to, that was on my list of like, do I add it? Do I want to add mm. it? I'm glad that you brought that oh, up. Oh, that's so. good. Did you end up playing that one? I did. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was really excited. I mean, last I think it was last year that they showed at the Game Awards, yeah. like a preview, right? Yeah. And I was, I, I was right away. I was like, oh, that's a game that I need to get. And then mm-hmm. it was a long time before we got to play it. And mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. and then it was out, and I was like, yay! So yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, cool. Um, my number four, boy, this is where it starts getting hard. So my number four is a game called Young Souls. Nice. Um. So you play two twins or you could play with a friend and play co-op, um, but you play two twins and they, uh, they basically are looking for their adoptive father um, who is taken by this underground, I don't know, like group that, uh, that you'd go down there and you like level up your character and you get all this different equipment and it's a, it's a side scroll and beat them up. Um, but I loved the story and I loved the fact that my son and I played it together and we beat the game together and it was really fun. And on a switch, I know it had some performance issues, but it wasn't as bad as, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't so bad that I was like, Oh, this is unplayable. Like we both enjoyed the game a lot. And uh, the fact that my son and I uh, got to beat the game together and experience that together it was that was even more magical. So mm-hmm. uh, I did have to. The great thing is that so there is some uh, adult language in the game, but mm-hmm. they have the ability to turn that off. So I did that. I so do that like way. when they do that. I appreciate that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but he loved the game too. Like it was so fun to play that game together. So I remember this um, because this came out originally, I think, on like Stadia. And, oh yeah yes yeah. and marcus stewart uh at game informer reviewed it but he wanted someone to help uh co-op so that he could get a sense of that so i played or i attempted to play and then we couldn't figure out how to get stadium to work <laughs> <with two people. laughs> um so i did get to play a little bit of this and he was absolutely gaga for it i absolutely <laughs> trust his opinions uh he's another one of the the staff's big indie people so i would absolutely recommend this just on the strength of his uh love for it so and it did come out it this is one of those roger that you're really toeing the line here because <laughs> like really early in the year yeah really yeah well it, it did yes yeah <laughs> i know it was i was going through all my reviews of like the games and i was like oh yeah young souls i totally mm-hmm. forgot about it's that a good show. call out though because it's like you know if people missed it in the beginning of the year they're gonna forget and now's mm-hmm. a great time to come back yeah. yeah and i know i've seen it on sale and i don't think it's that expensive right i don't i don't remember the price off the top of my head but yeah i don't remember it being a particularly uh break the bank decision yeah so young souls good good side scroller co-op beat em up it looks like it's 24.99 uh, yeah i think that's a really good price for that game uh mm-hmm. yeah and like i said my son and i had a really good time with that game and i will i will say there was times where i had to have him drop out when we fought against the boss but that's okay <laughs> that's all right <laughs> <laughs> or he wasn't around and i 
fought against the boss, but that's okay. That's I'm <laughs> he sure didn't fight he against the last boss. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, weren't we supposed to be farther behind? No, 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 no. This you is gave him we the second person controller and unplugged it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done no, that before. No, I've never done that before. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so that's my number four. Uh, going on to number three. Jill, what's your number three game? Top three. Are you ready? Go. It yeah. is Bear and Breakfast. Oh, Ooh. yes. That yeah. is a game that's on my download that I have not played yet. <laughs> so good because it's it, I have a, a great love of games that are just sort of absurd mm-hmm. um, and Baron Breakfast is so that it is the the idea of it is it's sort of a, a a management game and it says it calls itself a laid back management game because it is very much like you could walk around and not manage everything and it's fine but you play a bear like you do um, <laughs> and he wakes up in the forest and just walking around, he discovers an inflatable shark, of course. <laughs> um, and um, upon conversing with this inflatable shark, you find out that it is a mascot for some kind of like Airbnb type, like capitalists, not that interested in humanity sort of uh, startup group that is trying to uh, recruit people to build uh, bed and breakfasts in different locations. And the bear decides that's what he's going to do. He's convinced that like more people means like more trash for his friends that are like raccoons and mm. rats and whatever. Um, so he just starts like cleaning up different abandoned cabins and you it it is really fun in just the management part if you're that kind of player you like uh you build you find ingredient ingredients uh resources Mm. to help build different like uh beds and different toilets and different uh art pieces and things and you try to get people in so you can have more money so that you can build bigger places and bigger rooms and put more stuff in there so that people rate you well um and when you get a certain amount of like when the when the shark is satisfied with your uh your ratings or how much money you're bringing in then it moves to a different location so you open up like you can go to a swamp or you can go to a snowy area or a desert um and you open up new and different things and you're meeting all kinds of different creatures and kind of just there's something else going on too there's Mm. something narratively happening where the bear is napping and continuously has dreams of kind of a dark presence oh um mysterious oh and like there's a lot of themes of like what are like are you doing something that's good and a lot of themes about like just pure capitalism and what that does to things and what you might be doing to your surroundings. And so like, there are a lot of like cool things going on underneath, but you know, it's just really, it is also, it's a hand drawn. It's so beautiful. And I love that sort of aesthetic. Um, 
but it's 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 just very silly because you're just a, a little bear, you know, <laughs> and like you, you know, you're just a little bear doing being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So as bears do. Yeah. Uh, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the other thing I love about this game too, is the, the social media, uh, whoever runs the social media for bear and breakfast yes. is like a Very genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're just so funny and just creative. And I think it plays into the whole game too. Right. So yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah. Very smartly written. It's not just like stupid, silly and like saying stupid things that make me laugh. It is like the juxtaposition of the absurdity and the seriousness in the game. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. so well, so well lined. Like, um, Oh, what's the thing where people cross the line? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They're, they're really <laughs> straddling a very mm, difficult the line. And I love, line. I just yeah. love the name of it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah. It makes sense. Bear and breakfast, it's, like yeah, bed and so breakfast. good. Check it <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. I have definitely heard yeah. that one. I think I I read. Yeah, I mean, we reviewed it on the site. Not, I didn't mm-hmm. review it, but I read the I review. Either, yeah. And I, it was a really, it was a very intriguing game to me. So definitely on my list of must plays, but I haven't yeah. played it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's in my. Yeah, I downloaded it. I bought it day one. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to play this. And then, you know, I mean, this is, I mean, we talked about this before, but Mm -hmm. like the the struggle of like, oh, I have to review all these games Mm -hmm. and oh, I can't get to the game I I downloaded yesterday. Why? Oh, well, okay, I'll get to it, you know. (laughs) I know, I know. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. (laughs) It is tricky. But it's worth it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, good pick. All right, Uh, Gemma, you're number three. This is so hard, honestly. And two of mine, well, I'm not going to do one that I know you're going to do, um, Roger. Oh, really? Well, the one that you've loved recently that I've just started playing. I'm not going to do that. Because oh, that's, oh, you're not? Okay. That's going to be it's going to be yours for sure, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be up there, yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. So in the okay. interest of not doubling up, one of my okay. top two probably will double up with one of yours, though. But number yeah, I'm three, yeah. I'm just, there's like four <laughs> games I could choose from here. So... <laughs> Which one should I choose? I'm going to go with <clears throat> I'm going to go with What Lies in the Multiverse, Ooh, which is a time. Well, it's a multiverse spanning title um, that you play a young boy who's very clever and he accidentally unlocks the multiverse and oh. he meets a very charismatic scientist named Everett, who to me is like kind of the Willy Wonka of of science, I suppose. Like he's this kind of eccentric um, personality with a big kind of top hat, like a Dr. Zeus kind of thing. Um, You can't tell at first whether he's good or evil, but you become his apprentice essentially. And he actually wields the power to travel through the multiverse. But it seems Mm. like he's also on the run from these kind of multiverse police types. And the game itself is is like a platformer, I guess, which I happen to really love platformers. It's one of my favourite genres. Mm. So it has that platforming element to it, which is really good. And you kind of have to, each time you jump into a new um, universe, you have to kind of navigate your way through. Everett will leave you and say, hey, I'm going to meet you at this other place, you know, see you there type of thing. And you have to figure out how to get there. Um, Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. these other people keep popping in and trying to catch Everett. So there's a bit of a chase kind of thrill thing happening. But it's also quite funny. It's a very funny game. Mm -hmm. It's very humorous, a little crude. It's probably not one for kids. 
there's a bit of swearing and stuff like that. But it and mm. a little uh, a little violent, but not overly so. But it's very out there in terms of its humor and style. So it d- definitely stood out to me as a as quite an interesting <laughs> tale um, because yeah. you know the multiverse is such a thing. Everyone you know Marvel is obviously all about the yeah. multiverse. Even DC is about the multiverse. Um, so it's kind of the topic of the year almost. And then this game comes along and I'm like, oh, this is a different take on the whole multiverse <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. It is, it is very good. I didn't get to play through all of it. Um, but the the section that I played through, I mean, a big part of the puzzle was that you have somehow acquired the ability to like mess with time. So you mm-hmm. go back and forth in mm-hmm. time. Uh, yes. So where yeah. I played, you were in sort of like a like a Buddhist outdoor kind mm-hmm. of climbed the mountain to meet the master kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, and in what we'll call present time, it's this beautiful, lovely, flowery, green, you know, place of nature. And then when you fast forward in time, like some kind of war has swept through like there's Mm. weapons Mm. strewn about and people are like skeletons and it's kind of terrible but like switching between the past and the present you like uh different things open up so you can Mm -hmm. like get through different areas and puzzles you can solve that way so and it's very cleverly used Mm -hmm. um Mm. so that it's a really fun mechanic to jump back and forth and again visual style we've got it's kind of a pixel style for this game Mm -hmm. so it is it speaks to me because i really do love that pixel me too yes i love i love that pixel kind of style so it definitely (laughs) spoke to me as well yeah Yeah. so yeah and and the humor is um is a bit heavy-handed but mm -hmm. it's fun for that reason uh, so yeah, this is a hundred percent one game I haven't finished and I want to go back and, and yeah. play more of it. Yeah. Cool. Mm. And that mechanic definitely plays into it and it, it gets more complicated the further you get into it as well. There's a really good level later on Jill when you play it, that's on a train and there's a lot of puzzles on this train section. You have to go through carriages and switching between the two, um, universes or time periods or whatever it yeah, it gives you different pathways and you have to you you have to move blocks which are not always available to you in different periods. It's it really gets quite clever as it goes. So yeah, mm. it's a fun one. I I need to get this game because I haven't even heard of this game. What the heck? We what must I? I think I reviewed it before we started podcasting. I think it was oh, it was in May. Okay. I reviewed this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We re- I think we started recording this show in June or something, right? So something like that so yeah. or i don't know who knows i don't know <laughs> who knows what's time i don't even know yeah. oh it's all relative just like the game mm. <laughs> yeah very cool uh so that's number three right we're mm-hmm. at number three mm-hmm. okay so now my number three uh is uh a little game called teenage mutant ninja turtle shredder's revenge very good oh cool yeah i didn't know if that qualified as an indie game what well i don't know it's an indie game okay I'll go for it. I'll give it to you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That would totally I think be it has to do with the fact that like it's an IP that everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, true. So it is mm-hmm. one of those like, are you sure? But I, I think it counts. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I 
you know, I will say when this game first was announced and, and I was really excited and then I was a little worried because I thought, uh oh, what happens if like my nostalgia for those types of games, <laughs> like, you know, like once if I don't remember, like I remembered it one way, like that happened with Super Castlevania. I love Super mm-hmm. Castlevania. And then I played it as an adult about a year ago again, played through it. And I was like, mm. this is not that good. What was I thinking? Oh, wow. Um, well, I mean, it's good, but I mean, the jump mechanics and everything, just mm-hmm. it just wasn't, you know. Anyway, but this lived up to its hype. So much so that I would say that I feel, this is my thought, I feel like the Konami collection or the Kaobanga collection mm-hmm. should have came out before mm. Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. Because... I feel like it tainted my... It did. It did. Yeah. Yeah. We just, yeah, we had that experience together, didn't we? Because we played that yeah. together. And yeah. It, well, yeah. and the fact that the online worked in Shredder's Revenge yeah. really well. Yes. And didn't work so well in the Kaobunga collection, no. when, at least initially. I don't know. Maybe it has been better now. I know. But. I haven't played it for a while, actually. Yeah. 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 Jill, are you a fan of the Turtles? I am a fan of a lot of people who love this game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but beat em ups is just not my genre. Sure. Yeah. Uh this is another game though that I played with my with my son because mm-hmm. he loves mm-hmm. the turtles too. And you know, he started yelling, Kawabunga. And, <laughs> too cute. Oh my yeah. gosh. This it's like it took the me back to of when life. I was his age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that is cool. Uh, yeah, fun game, good game. They need, All right, to, do, they so, need to do a Simpsons version. They need to do a, a new Simpsons arcade game. Yeah, I was going to say, did you see? Well, I mean, probably not in Australia, but in the US, the Simpsons arcade game was on sale for Black Friday, by the way. Ooh. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. On what? It was on sale. F- the arcade one-up. The actual uh, arcade thing. The actual. Well, I mean, arcade one-up, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. you have to build it. You have to build it. <laughs> That's but- cool. <laughs> yeah, but it was on sale for two ninety nine. Really? Wow. Yeah, and I said to my wife, "Hey, can I? I want to buy that." <laughs> and she said, "Do you need it though?" And I said, <laughs> "Sure, right? Like, yes, I need." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Also, we just you need to talk yeah. about it on your podcast, right? So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, I mean, well, and also we just came back from Florida, so it was kind of like eh, probably shouldn't spend more money than I need to, so yeah. we I won't, but. Uh, I'm sure we'll go on sale next year. Anyway, um, that is my <laughs> turtles is my number three. Nice. Uh, number two, Jill, what's your, what's your number two? Uh, okay. So this is, we're getting into territory where I would be shocked if we weren't doubling up on some of these. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, after saying that, uh, number two, Cult of the Lamb. That, oh, that is, what's number two? That's my yeah. number two as well. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> number your number two, two too. Number yeah. Two. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, anybody who's played this game is I, I haven't heard a single bad thing. Um. Uh, like overall, some people have some uh back and forth on whether or not the combat was their favorite, hmm. but for me, what I wasn't expecting about Cult of the Lamb is it it was marketed as a kind of rogue like mm-hmm. but for me playing the game i'm like oh this is a management sim mm-hmm. with yeah. roguelike like ability you can go yeah. out and do a roguelike but really it is in service to uh building up your cult for anybody 
out there in the world who hasn't heard of this game, which <laughs> I don't know where you've been, but um, <laughs> you are playing as a lamb, an adorable, mm-hmm. very well hand-drawn lamb mm-hmm. um, who gets sacrificed and finds a mysterious god who says, I will give you powers, go back up into the world and recruit people in my name. Uh, so you do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just, the again, stark contrast of this like very, very adorable little lamb mm-hmm. leading <laughs> cult members. And you like, you do rituals and you can pick between <laughs> different things as you upgrade your sort of cult uh, powers. So you can pick to be like benevolent and mm-hmm. uh help people out and let them sleep you know yeah <laughs> um or you could decide to like shake them down for money and have rituals where you sacrifice people and um just yeah it, it is really fun and i think it's really well done because i think everybody chooses different things i haven't heard like oh there's no point to doing this one path because everybody's done the other path but Um, yeah. And then you need resources to help build up, like, uh, your followers need somewhere to go to the bathroom or else they will poop (laughs) all over the ground and you have to clean that up (laughs) or, uh, you need food to feed everybody. So you go out and you fight in, I believe it's four different kind of areas. Mm -hmm. And at the end of each area is a major boss, which represents one of the old gods who are against your, the power that you are following. Um, and once you defeat them all, then there's nothing in the path of your god coming back except perhaps you. And that's always <laughs> fun. Um, so, yeah, it's got really interesting, like, story elements. It's got one of the best, like, fishing mini games of the year because you can just go yeah. off and do random things. Mm. Like, um, mm. the fishing mini game was my favorite, but there's also a really good, like, dice rolling mini game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you open up different areas that let you do different things and you can find secret things. I can't remember what the secret thing was. It was it a lizard or like it was like a statue, a golden statue. And you found different versions of it and you would pray to this golden statue. Did mm. anybody find this? Or was this? No, I did not. Uh, go, go. I'm going to look up to see what, <laughs> what it was. Like it might be a lizard. But I just was so happy to find this because I was like, I picked one up randomly. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. And I beat the game and I'm like, I still don't know what to do with this. And then I randomly just saw on the corner of one of the various places you go to, um, like a little pedestal. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is this where it goes? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. (laughs) It was so good. Um, But then when you get into the the roguelike uh, pathways, it is procedural generated and you're going through things like uh like forced areas and like kind of creepy bony places yeah (laughs) um you get different power-ups in the form of like tarot cards Mm -hmm. that you randomly pick up and everything about it is just so much fun and the atmosphere is is creepy and unsettling and eerie but so cute yeah yeah it's yeah. really well done i do like that kind of i don't know juxtaposition i suppose mm-hmm. they're almost like these little cute animal crossing type characters in yeah. this really dark world it's like 
Yeah. It took me by surprise. It really did. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, yeah, it was my number two as well. And I found, I think it's interesting how, because I I really got attached to my followers. So when, you know, I didn't want to sacrifice them or or see them die. And eventually they do grow old and die. And I was like, oh, my my first follower is like old and dying. And then they kind of ask, sometimes they ask to be sacrificed. And I didn't feel quite so bad about it then. I'm like, well, they want to, so I guess that's okay. So <laughs> I did. I that. set it up so that my followers uh, had a fear of dying old, ah, uh-huh. and oh. and I picked up the ritual sacrifice. So anytime someone yeah. like got to old age, I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Okay, it's your turn." Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. But then I would come back from like uh, an adventure off fighting things and someone will have died of old age and all my people mm. would be in disarray and like <laughs> their faith would be questioned because someone yeah. died of old age. I'm like, darn it. <laughs> now I got to fix this mess. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, yeah. yeah. Cause everything has a consequence. And then you get those little, yeah. the, 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 um, the animals who join your cult who are, I can't remember the term they use, but they're, they're trying like to, they're trying to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you have to deal with them so you, you can build uh, little shackles to hold them until yeah. until, <laughs> until they can be converted. It's like it's Or you can on. just murder them if you can't get you to can. that. I converted them when I where I could. So right. <laughs> yeah. And you're no, like building up them. farms oh, so that you can feed everybody and like mm-hmm. uh flowers are the things that like heal people if they get sick mm-hmm. and like it really is one of those games where you would say like, okay, I just need to finish X thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then as you're doing that, someone gets sick. So you have to go over there and help them. And mm-hmm. then you get a message <laughs> that, you know, someone's visited uh Ratau, And so you have to go over and visit him in his little uh, hideaway, wherever he is. And so you were never quite done because you're like, oh, mm-hmm. but my fishing like bonus is about to run out so I better go get some fish and now I have to like prepare the fish and but someone got <laughs> sick because of that and and now someone wants to eat poop which is weird yeah <laughs> yeah that was yeah. uh some person came up and said I would love to eat some poop and I'm like mm-hmm. you what now no nope. you, you got sacrificed no? yeah yeah <laughs> I, well I did feed them poop and I was like what is wrong with you, you but know. I guess that's what you want <laughs> I know Obviously, yeah. I like to please because I do pretty much what they ask, even if it does lead to their death. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you, I, you I will say, this. though, I will say anybody that was, like, spreading rumors around me, right, and conspiring against me, uh-huh. I was like, all right, you're dead. You're like, you're <laughs> did it lead to less to... of that? Like, did anyone learn a lesson and not do that, do you think? I guess it's hard to tell. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I also had the, like, my people were happier and believed in me more when we sacrificed people. So like, they were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It made me feel happy and them happy. And then everybody was happy. So mm. it's a very, you know, I, yeah. I was just gonna say, oh, it's no, very, go ahead, very crea- creative, go ahead, Gemma. Uh, you know, <laughs> idea. I don't know how they come up yeah. with it, but honestly, it's such an out there kind of thought process to have. Yeah. Um, yes. Who would have thought a game about a cult would be, as addictive and fun and yeah, as enjoyable as it is, it is. (laughs) I will, I will say this and maybe I just missed it, but I will say I was a little surprised that when this game came out, my first thought was like, Oh man, here we go. Some religious groups are going to be like, don't play this game. Don't play this (laughs) game. And I didn't see any of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't see a lot of it either. So 
good for them. Yeah. 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 They yeah. just didn't know about it. You probably Maybe. Flew I did the think the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's your, both of your number twos. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, my number two is a game that you already kind of alluded to, mm-hmm. a Gemma, and that is Once Upon a Jester. Uh, yes. Okay. I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I absolutely love this game. I have not laughed so hard at a game. Uh, just the music. So it's written by four musicians. And uh, the premise is that you are a jester and your best friend, Sok, you and Sok uh, <laughs> are going around. <laughs> I love that you try to say it as though his name is not Sok and he's a sock yes. puppet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. I mean, I it's so funny. Uh, oh, my goodness. This this. <laughs> This game is so great, and uh, and so you you perform you perform uh, on stage. You do uh, like improv mm-hmm. performances, and you have to go around and like find out what the people want you to perform. Um, whether it be a romance show or like an action show, whatever the case is, right? Mm-hmm. And then you put on the show, and then you get bouquets. And the premise is that you want to get fifteen of these flowers uh, bouquets before. Uh, or to to be able to play in front of the king, so you can steal the the the, the diamond. It's a heist uh, game, <laughs> uh, and it's just so goofy and just weird. And the one thing that when I first started playing it, uh, I noticed that some of the lines, like some, of, it's all voice acted, and some mm-hmm. of the lines were like the actors like screwed up the lines. And I yeah, was like, what yeah, I noticed on? that as well. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes, yes, and they did that on purpose. They're like, we're only going to record the first take because you'll never get that again. So they only <laughs> allowed a first take for every recording. That's so there'd be like, is. yes, it was. And, and there's some of the names are just really strange names. And some of the actors like stumble. They're like, what? What is your name? It was great. Oh, I laughed so hard. And there's just moments in that game where like they'll build up to a character and then you meet this character and this character is just so goofy and then like weird stuff happens and you're like, did that just happen? Did yeah. they just, did they just do that? Did. <laughs> and it made me laugh. It's so like hard. you're talking, I think right at the beginning, <clears throat> maybe after your first show, you're talking to, I think it's the mayor. And, the mayor, yeah. And he suddenly mm-hmm. starts talking about his beloved yeah, and then Bedley, he bursts Bedley, into, yeah, Bedley Betty, yeah, and he burst Bedley into Betty. song about it, and it's just so yes. funny. And so, <laughs> yes, have you made it to the next? I have to ask, have you made it to the next town though, Gemma? No, have you oh, met yeah. Bedley Betty? No, yet? no, 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 I haven't. Okay, okay, so okay, yeah, I've just okay. picked this game up because of Roger's <laughs> amazing, um, <laughs> yeah, review you know, of it here's and- the problem, Roger, you're making this sound great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got too many things to do, Roger. <laughs> I've got so many games I have to play, and now I'm like, dang it, I have to get Once Upon a Jester because this yeah, sounds amazing. That was uh, the true motive of this podcast is yeah. to give you more work to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, oh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm definitely not far into it. I probably played uh, like up to an hour, maybe. But so far, I can definitely concur with your thoughts on it and say it is extremely well written i love the voice acting yeah. the voice acting is terrific yes. and yes. the humor is on point it's very funny quirky yeah. but funny um yeah very quirky the animation is really good uh, the fact yeah. that you can make design your own poster for your shows yes. is really fun with stickers yes with sticker I love sheets, it. sheets of stickers that so you put you put the stickers on and then sock comes over and he's like what do you think and he's like mm, 
I think it needs this sticker. And he just like <laughs> plops a sticker right over the yeah. top. You're like, a giant you just ruined sticker. my poster. I know. What is yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, you just ruined my poster, Salk. What are you doing? It was, yeah. oh, I love this. I, I cannot, like, it, it just, it, I just, this, I don't know. This game is like one of those games that would not be made uh, by a AAA studio no, because absolutely. of the fact. Yeah, because it's so wacky in the fact that they, <laughs> that they purposely only took one take is mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. like oh so good it's so very good. clever i, I am surprised this is not your number one i'm very interested in your number one Roger. yeah well, well <laughs> did we already yeah, ruin I'm, it yeah oh, i'm yeah. sorry roger oh no, okay. okay it that's is okay. i thought i mean that, i might well, as well say it yeah it's cult of the lamb yeah. my number one is called the lamb well i did so. think that would be in your top two really i honestly yeah. thought it would be so not a surprise yeah right. for yeah. me it was like is it going to be cult of the lamb or is it going to be once upon a jester <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so that's my yeah. So mm-hmm. number one is is called the lamb. Um, Jill, what's your number one? My number one is perhaps unsurprisingly to anyone who's heard me talk about any India games. Um, my number one is Tunic. Yes, mm-hmm. I figured. As much. <laughs> I figured as much. Um. So uh, yeah, Tunic is uh, literally the best game of the year. So it it it's sort of cheating to say it's the best Nindy of the year because it's literally just the best game of the year. Wow. Uh, yeah, I love this game so much. It is um, if you've ever had that thing, everybody talks about like what game would you go back and play if you could. Mm. You know, and so many people say Zelda because that is something that you played mm-hmm. in your childhood and it's a beloved game. Um, Tunic is that opportunity to go back and play that childhood game that you loved. Because not <laughs> only does it have those mechanics and, and all that familiarity, but there is a genuine, genuine sense of discovery and awe and you don't know what you're doing, but not in a frustrating way, just in a way mm-hmm. that's like that makes room for you to actually be surprised when things happen or or uh, when things happen or when you get something, you don't know what it does. And that's such a bizarre feeling for someone who's played games their entire life <laughs> because yeah. you recognize like when you play a game and you've been playing games for that long it's like okay i recognize what's going to happen i can guess where the story beats are going i can guess you know what the mechanics are going to be in this game you are dropped onto a beach you're a cute little fox which doesn't hurt (laughs) um and all of the visual cues are telling you like zelda and the um combat is all very soulsy in in nature um So you've got some familiarity just because you understand those things, but Mm. you don't know why you're there. You don't know what you're trying to do. And the (laughs) the thing that's supposed to help you, the game has in-game manual pages that you pick up while you're playing the game. And they are in a language you've never seen before. Like Mm. there is no English. There's, it's not like, Oh, this is a game made for another language like the language is not a language known to earth um and it tells you just enough so that it points you in the right direction so it's like when you get to the first boss you should be at this level and you can kind of glean that from looking at the pictures and seeing you know how everything's kind of organized but there's no words that tell you why you're there or what you're doing Mm -hmm. or how to do anything really (laughs) um so it is this constant play of like I 
like when you were a kid and you couldn't maybe you couldn't read yet and you like had a manual and you were like going through worlds you didn't understand and like so you were trying to puzzle things out it really is that experience as an adult wow. and it's not an experience that you get that often anymore mm-hmm. or ever yeah. Uh, yeah. so it is just such a striking beautiful game about secrets and and you discover things as you're going there are things that like i've talked to people who've played this game and they're like i did not know that existed and they have to go back and like check that oh out wow. um, and, and it, it's a game that works on the surface level you can just go through and play it a little adventure and beat people up and get to the end um but there are so many levels of this game where you can dig and dig and dig. Like people have translated the entire manual. Like wow. literally you can do that and then find different things based on the secrets in there. And there are secrets just in the game, like different pathways. Uh, it's it's constantly branching pathways. So you never run out of things to do. If you hit <laughs> a boss that you are like not ready for, you can go out and, and, play in a different area until you get more power you don't know how you don't even the game doesn't even tell you that you can power up so i'm afraid (laughs) that a lot of people get to the first boss and haven't even leveled up in any way um so that might be what's going on but the game is accessible so it has an option to make you invincible so you can just play Mm. through the game that way if that's what you're interested in and kind of see what the story is which goes wild places Um, but also if you play just a hint, like it's so easy to spoil this game and I'm, Mm -hmm. I've already spoiled a couple of things, but, uh, hopefully it helps people more interested in playing, Mm -hmm. um, get interested in playing. And, but if you play invincibility mode, you will miss half the game because the first time you meet with the final boss, you are supposed to die. And if you are oh. in invincibility mode, you can't die. So you basically just roll credits halfway through the game. Wow. Oh, my god! You might never see the other part, which is so bizarre. Um, but that's sort of how the game is supposed to be. Like, you're, it is built to be this game that revisits these experiences of when you were a kid and you were playing a game and you were on... Like you'd go to school and you'd meet up with your friends at recess and be like, hey, I was playing this and I found this. Oh, my gosh, I was playing and I found this. Whoa, I didn't even know this existed. Um, So it is supposed to emulate that. And it does to such a beautiful, beautiful degree that not only is it my favorite game of 2022, but it might be one of my favorite games of my adult life. Wow. Wow. It was just that amazing an experience for me. So I wow. really hope people go into it and and find the things that are so beautiful about it and uh, dig into those secrets. You know, you don't have to be the yeah. kind of person who translates the manual. That's fine. But just <laughs> enjoying the fact that, like, the whole game, you were going the long way around and then you discover, like, a hidden pathway. You're like, oh, my gosh, I could have gone to this, like, faraway place right from the get-go and I didn't even know because I just didn't know that was an option, you know. Wow, it's so it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I and it just came out on the Switch, didn't it? It like did. Recently? It came out on the 
in September, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember. Yeah, I definitely have heard of this one, and it's it was on my list actually. Not to not as a game of the year because I haven't played it, but as a as a game of interest for sure because it does. But one hundred percent, please mm. play it. Like this is my kind of mission this year to make sure as many people <laughs> play this game as possible. It is nice. on. Uh, it's on Switch. Uh, because you know the Nintendo theme of the show that's going to be important <laughs> but if you don't have a switch it's on playstation and it's on xbox i believe it's shh, still on shh, shh. game pass <laughs> Those things we will edit there. that out later it's okay yeah yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, no it's it'll just, just be like redacted yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on beep, 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 beep. What? What's that? What's happening? It's on Switch, um, Switch, 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 and Switch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's on the Switch and the Switch and the Switch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and please, please, please play it because it is such an amazing experience. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. You've, I do. Yeah. You go. Oh, I was going to say that this is on my list too. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Jim. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, this is on my list. I mean, too. thank you for convincing us. I think we we yeah. both had it on our list, but this may be the, the push we needed to actually. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> is it. yeah. Push. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. cool. Good pick. Number one for you, Gemma. I wait, can I guess? Sure. Beacon Pines. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good job. You do know me well. <laughs> it is Beacon Pines. It could have been Cult yeah. of the Lamb, but um no, Beacon Pines, I think I chose just because it is a little different. It's a are you familiar with this one, Jill? Probably. Yes. Uh, you know it, all the it games. It's one of the ones that I'm I have been <laughs> publicly shamed for not playing all the way through yet. Oh, so right. Yeah. It's, well, it's yes. still on my list. It's it's so good and it's very satisfying to play through. Um it's like a visual no- yeah, it's a visual novel. It's it, it's entirely a storybook. So the whole game is played like a storybook. There's words that come onto the page and the narrator does a really good job of 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 reading those words out and giving it I said this to you as well Roger when we talked about it a few oh, a few months ago that the narrator has so much emotion. I love her voice and mm-hmm. she really carries the story. But then there's these scenes. So you kind of move away from the storybook into a scene and you're controlling a character um, in the scene and interacting with other characters. They're all cute animals, a little bit like Cult of the Lamb. It's it's actually yeah. it's actually a dark tale. And like Tunic too, kind of. Yeah, yeah. not as dark as yeah. Cult of the, La- of the Lamb, but it is. it does have a dark edge to it because this town, something bad has happened in this town. And you're kind of a kid on summer holidays who's uh, investigating with his best friend what's what's gone what's gone down what happened what is this mystery, and there's that mm. card building element to it which we also talked about Roger and I didn't even realize that I've actually played oh, yeah, a yeah. card building game of sorts because yeah. <laughs> you pick up yeah. you pick up words that you can then fit into the story at various points and it branches off in a in a literal tree uh, in the storybook that branches at different points you can go back and visit those points and use different words to see where that path takes you and the aim is just to to yeah end the story i suppose in the in the best way you'll end many times and one of the things i loved is how the story will end badly (laughs) but the narrator will come on and and the words will appear saying no this isn't right we're not this is not how it ends let's go back Mm. and try a different path and so you, you just keep going essentially um there are multiple endings but they all lead to the main ending so it's very satisfying it's really really fun really engaging um there's a bit of humor in there a bit bit of a quirky humor but like i said it's also got that dark dark tone <laughs> to it yeah there's some yeah. villainous characters uh in there and you you don't know who the the bad guy is really until pretty much the very end there's a lot of mm. uh, people who look suspicious 
um, you know, you live with your grandmother, for example, um, and she's she seems suspicious at times. So is it her? There's, your grandmother? Yeah. Well, yeah. your your parents wow. have part oh. of part of the darkness is that your parents have. Um, I can't remember how they disappeared or died, but they they're no longer on the scene. So you're living with your grandmother. Um, the mayor is also suspicious. There's this creepy corporation in town that's that's yeah, doing well, that these random mm-hmm. surveys of people, and it's like what? <laughs> I think they, they did it. Yeah. yeah, I think so. <laughs> In the story, they did it. Yeah. They seem very cultish. They seem very, they like have these weird smiles plastered on their face like they're in a cult mm. or something. So Are they run it's by all... a lamb? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> yeah. but um, And one of the things I loved also is that I did play this. It's, it's a one-player game, but and it, it is a bit dark, but I did play it with my kids where we sort of sat together um, deciding what to do or where to go, and they had some turns as well. Um, and that was really fun. It was really interactive, and we just mm. really enjoyed it. We all got right into it and just wanted to see it through and and kept going until the end. So, yeah, it was yeah. really satisfying and really, really fun. I think cool. anyone who likes visual uh, stories v- will get a real kick out of this one. It's Yeah. Nice. Hence why it's yeah. nice. number one for me. <laughs> nice. I'm very impressed nice. that you guessed that, though, Roger. Well, it was if it wasn't going to be called the lamb, it was going to be pines. <laughs> yeah, I did rave about you were it. Really high yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it could uh, have been once upon a jester if I had spent more time with it because I am enjoying that. But I also yeah. knew that yeah, that would be yours, which is why I didn't put yeah. it on my list. Not because it's not in my top five, just because I knew that that would be one of yours. I suspected Cult of the Lamb would be two, but I had to put that in yeah. there because I spent so much yeah. time with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before we head out, Jill, I know you said that you wanted to name some a couple games that are yeah. not released yet, but uh, that are coming out this year yet, right? Yeah, so there are two games coming out in... De- I mean, there are a lot of games coming out in December that may be great and could come crashing into my top five. Uh, <laughs> but two that I really, really, really want to shout out is a Little Gator Game. Oh, yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. Little, it's Lil. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, because every time I say it, people are like, "I can't find it." I'm like, "It's L I L Gator (laughs) Game," Um, and it is this very tongue-in-cheek, like to the point. I'm worried that Nintendo will be litigious with it. uh, Zelda-esque kind of Breath of the Wildy game, Mm. Um, and you play as a little gator, as you might guess from the title, (laughs) Um, and. Uh, from what I've played, I've played a preview of it, and the preview was you are attempting to convince your sister who's gone off to college that she doesn't need to work on her thesis or whatever she's working on, that she mm. needs to like come and play with you. So you set up a whole little uh, obstacle-y sort of adventure where you've got like cut- cardboard cutouts of monsters and your friends to various degrees of interest are helping you. And one of them is just like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do something. Um, Here's a pot lid. (laughs) And Mm. so you use that as your shield. And then you get like um, someone who's taking it really seriously is like, the hero hath come for his uh, prize. And he gives you like a shirt and you're like, what? And like you use it as um, like a glider. Um, and it's just this very and it's all wobbly the physics are very wobbly and it is just uh it's sort of like if you played a short hike 
Mm-hmm. It's a short hike mixed kind of with Zelda. Okay. Mm. Okay. I like short hike too. Yeah. Oh, that should have been on my list. Why wasn't that on my list? So 100% <laughs> check that out. It's hard to find five. <laughs> uh, and that's coming out December 14th. Um, okay. And then the other one that I want to shout bright, out. So. Sorry. Coming out the 15th. So obviously they have to be back to back. Uh, is Melatonin. And oh, yeah. I... I am not a rhythm game person. I want to start out like the first time I heard of this game, I threw it off to the side, like, oh, that'll be great for, you know, rhythm game people. But this game (laughs) is just so it will not let me go. When I played the demo, I've played it a couple of different times. I've played a couple different levels. And the most recent time I played Day of the Devs, um, it's got a narrative running through it that is about this character who is working through their problems through in sleep. Mm. So like the first level that I played is about indulgence. So you're, Mm. you're eating pizzas and burgers, but you're doing all of that. Like you're flying through the air and uh, they're just kind of sentiently tossing themselves into your mouth and you have (laughs) to do it to the beat, but there's no, like, there's no indicator so there, mm. it's just this clean experience of you really listening to the music, which is fantastic, mm. and trying to keep up with that. And then the next level that I played is about insecurities, you know, so you're like, you're um, trying to figure out the dating scene, or you're trying to uh, work out, and you're doing all of this. And it's this beautiful, beautiful, like, pastel palette with Mm. hand-drawn art and you don't have anything in the way of just this beauty that you're looking at and it is so like it's challenging but it it is that kind of challenging that's like oh i just want to do it a little better so i can get just (laughs) a little bit more stars so i can gain stars go to the next level and then unlock the next area and um talking to the developer they were like, you know, I want people to in- take their own interpretations from it, but there is a theme going on. There is his mm. favorite ending and he wouldn't tell me anything about it because, you know, mm. <laughs> that's how it works. Um, mm. But he was like, there, there is a message to walk away from with this games. So I'm like super excited to see what's going on there. And wow. so, yeah, that those are the two really games that are really, really might actually hit my top five. Wow. Cool. But December has a lot of good things. So yeah. keep your yeah. eyes out. Mm-hmm. I I was thinking, why did where did I hear about this game? And then I remember I read it on your site. That's why I <laughs> it might be me, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh yeah, I didn't realize that was coming out this year yet. Yep, just I mean, very, very wow. recently revealed that is coming okay. out. Wow. Exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting that there's still like really quite a few games that are still coming out. So yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, before we head out then, Jill, how can people find you on the social medias? Uh, yeah. So if you're not checking out my stuff directly on the Indian Informer, you can find me uh, on Twitter. And I am at Finrun. That's F-I-N-R-U-I-N. I'm also on Hive. Uh, same social name. So F-I-N-R-U-I-N. Um, so awesome. check me out in either place. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's why I said social medias because, you know, yeah. Yeah. Hive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Uh, and listeners, uh, you can find us on 
line as well at pure nintendo uh on twitter uh we are not on hive yet so we should probably look into that yeah. and uh pure nintendo.com mm-hmm. jill thank you so much for joining us this week it was a real pleasure having you on the show and talking about our top five list of games and i knew that uh you were not going to disappoint and no way you did not. Yep. It was <laughs> thank you so much good. yeah you never know really how it's going to go so i'm glad that it, it wasn't like oh she picked all the same boring <laughs> no that was brilliant yeah really yeah. really good yeah 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 thank you and listeners thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to giving us a listen uh, if you like what you hear leave us a review we'd love to hear what you have to say about the show until next week stay safe and game on we'll talk to you later Bye. Bye.